Hey guys, welcome back to the Wallab Podcast. I'm James Marshall, but before we get into it today, I'm super grateful for our sponsors who have helped bring this podcast to you. Without them, this podcast would not be happening or I'd be trying to charge you guys for listening, which I know would also not be happening. So I'm super grateful for the sponsors for coming on board and helping keeping this podcast going. Firstly, Pomeroy's, who came on board a few weeks ago. They've made the Waterlad Coffee Bean. It's such a good product. I know there's a lot of coffee drinkers out there. So if you are a coffee drinker, please head over to waterlad.com, click the coffee title up the top, and it'll take you straight there. All you need to do is choose how much you want and what coffee bean type. Or if you live in Nelson, you can head into the Pomeroy's Cafe in town and you can buy some over the counter. Also, fittingly for what lad, we had a real lad, Regan Todd, come on board last week, who's one of the best harness trainers in the country and in the world, and he is an absolute lad. So go give Todd's Racing a follow on Facebook or Twitter, or if you've got an ag, send it to him. He'll turn into a champion. Also, Straight Face Razors, they're still on board, offering 50% off your first order for what lad listeners which people are making the most of, and they're really enjoying this product. A five-blade head for the super close shave and delivered to your door, or for a price which is cheap as chips. It's a must-try if you haven't tried it already. And to do so, make sure you head over to wadlad.com again and click the Straight Face Razor logo. Honestly, wadlad.com is the one-stop shop, so if you haven't been on the website, go check it out. All the information, all the discounts are on that website. Like I said, appreciate all the support from all the sponsors. Appreciate all the support from all my listeners. Let's roll the intro. Now today we have a legend on the show, but it's the way that he's become a legend that makes this for an interesting yarn. He's never played professional rugby, yet he has a more engaged following than any professional rugby player in the game, and he has done that through using the name of the great New Zealander and lad, Marty Banks. He is the founder of the Legend of Marty Banks page. It is Alex Malcolm. Welcome, mate. Oh, thank you for having me. Mate, a lot of people recognise that voice there. You are the man who delivered on that jingle, so talk me through that process. Well, I was down in Christchurch and I was catching up with my mate Alex. Yeah. Same name as me. Yeah. From high school and realised he had a recording studio in his house. And I thought, hang on, James posted the other night about wanting a theme song for his <laughs> for his podcast. <laughs> and so we, we jumped on and decided to put something together. Yeah. It was mainly my mate that did it. I think he might have even cut my vocals out of it, and it just has. Really? I think so. <laughs> but he's a lot better than me. Anyway. Hey, mate, give us a live rendition to start the show. Go on. What a lad, what a lad. <laughs> I was going to try and check that in originally, but we cut it out. Oh, we could go again. <laughs> but anyway, um, talk, talk to me about this page. Obviously, a lot of people already know about it. A um, few listeners might not know about the page, The Legend of Marty Banks, but how did that all start? Why Marty Banks? Talk me through the whole process. So it would have been, I reckon, 2013. Yeah. Um, I was watching a few of the Marcos games when I was living in Australia. And I saw Marty Banks and thought, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> um, he had really interesting hair, was from Buller. And then I realized, hang on, this guy's pretty damn good. <laughs> and uh, I knew a guy that had done some uh, Facebook fan pages for some other players. Yeah. And I thought, hang on, I should do one for him. Yeah. And so sort of set it up as more as a little bit of a joke. Um, but then it started, started growing and just sort of went from there, really. How quickly did it start growing? Just straight away? Yeah, pretty much straight away. 
So the guy that was doing the fan pages for other players ended up sharing it onto um, onto his pages, and yeah. it started growing a little bit from there. But it's been sort of a slow build yeah. over the years. But it's been around, yeah, for about eight years. I'd say. Eight years, I reckon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now it's just a massive beast, big part of New Zealand media. I had no idea that it was going to go, yeah, in this sort of direction and stuff. But it's just been natural kind of. Progression, and now you're up to about a hundred thousand followers. Just well, maybe not that many, but maybe half that. But <laughs> it's growing. That's the dream one day. But you obviously spend a lot of hours on it because you're constantly creating content and sharing stuff. So it's sort of like the one one page shop for rugby news, eh? So how much time do, are you putting in it a week? Well, that's the problem. Is I guess I have an addiction to my phone. Yeah. So constantly on my phone, getting notifications on Twitter if like a journalist posts a story or yeah. like an update, and then I feel oh, I've got to screenshot that and yeah. and share that. Um, but yeah, just sort of got to stay on top of all the the news as it sort of comes out. And you're doing it all voluntary, is that right? Or you, yeah, currently pretty much, yeah. True. So you've been doing this for eight years, constant. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is, it's all about the the love of it. Yeah, and I just love sport and love talking about it. Yeah. So yeah. And has there ever been a temptation to change the name? Yeah, I guess in the beginning, uh, I thought of um, changing it to something else, maybe something more relevant to myself. But then after talking to Marty Banks's mum, I think she really <laughs> wanted me to keep the name Marty Banks on it. So I did, and it stuck, and now I can never change it. But uh, he's, he's pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you know Marty and his family? So I've only met him I've met him twice. True. <laughs> so I met him at a, at a Western Force game. Yeah. Um, when uh, he was, I guess, here with the Highlanders. Um, and just sort of met him for 10 seconds. Yeah. And that was about it. Far out. And then when I was in Reefton, um, I was staying at his mum's place for a night, of all things. <laughs> and his sister was there and was FaceTiming him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just said, oh, hi, Marty. That was about it, really. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> so you don't really even talk to him, not even message or anything. So no, no, not really, no. He's got nothing to do with the page at all. Nothing. Really? But I'm friends with his family now. <laughs> good mates with his mum and good mates with his sister. <laughs> oh, that's classic. <laughs> um, you've become pretty famous through this process, haven't you? Like people start to recognise you, get photos with you and stuff. It must be is it a weird feeling being sort of famous for no, being known Absolutely. as the legend of Marty yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, when I was living in Australia, nothing like that would ever happen. Yeah. And then after getting back to New Zealand, yeah, bump into people that, oh, can I grab a photo with you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's just, yeah, very surreal, just as you were saying, just for a Facebook page. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Crazy. But anyway, let's go back to the start because it is a very unusual sort of story to becoming who you are. But I know you're a proud Nelson College man. So, yeah, I, I grew up... Um, Actually playing hockey. Did you? Yeah, yeah. My dad played rugby when he was a kid. Yeah. But my parents decided that rugby was too dangerous. And so hockey was the sport that they let me play, even though that's quite dangerous itself. (laughs) And then I only started playing. I played rugby, I think, when I was 12 in my second year of Nelson Intermediate. Yeah. And it was terrible. Oh, yeah. I was a lock. And I just was too scared to tackle, too scared to do anything, really. And I can remember getting player of the day once, but that was probably because they felt sorry for me. Everyone had to have it. Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. But, they were, yeah, that was for the mighty Nelson Rugby Club. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tap, tap. <laughs> and then uh, eventually I went to Nelson College and played rugby again when I was 14, so year 10. Yeah. But I played in the year 9 team. Oh, did you? Yeah, down the dispensations. Did so, you? Yeah, and yeah. did you go right down a grade or were you still high? No, I was still terrible. <laughs> and then gave up rugby. <laughs> <laughs> but you obviously still loved it. You oh, loved I still loved it. it. You loved yeah. it. 
uh, on mucky days at school, I'd always wear a rugby jersey. Yeah. So, yeah, had a Highlanders jersey I'd wear and had a Warriors jersey that oh. I bought as well. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. So your love of rugby from a young age was always more of a fan, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the same thing with my dad as well. I was reading some information about him when he was younger and it said, oh, Rod loves watching sport. Yeah. I thought, hang on, that, that's pretty much probably where it all came from was my, my dad and his love of rugby. Yeah. And that's basically how I became a Highlanders fan as well. True. Even though my dad was from Auckland, he liked Otago and Otago rugby. Yeah. And that's how I ended up sort of getting into the Highlanders. Oh, I didn't even know you were a big, passionate Highlanders fan. Oh, yeah, fan. mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very big. Mate, but you spread the love. More. Oh, you've got, to, you've got to spread the love. <laughs> so as a young fellow, was your dream always, like your dream sort of job, was it always to be involved in rugby or in sport? Or did you have a dream to become Marty Banks? Or I guess... A lot of people know me as somebody that loves sport. Yeah. But I also love music. Oh, yeah. And that was sort of, I'd always wanted to be in a, in a band or work for a record label. Yeah. Um, and sport was kind of something that I never thought I'd sort of be involved in. Yeah. Or if I was, maybe working for like radio sport. Yeah. RIP radio sport. <laughs> Sins. Sins. That's the one now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, sort of, um, yeah, music was what I sort of wanted to get into. Oh, true. That's how you've got that amazing voice for the jungle. Oh, you know it. You know it. No. <laughs> so where are you at with your music? You don't do any music anymore? I just play a bit of guitar from time to time, but um, for a while I had my own record label. Yeah. Working with some artists in the States. Oh, true. Um, had some really cool experiences with that. Never made any money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sort of decided to put that to the side and just get on with other things in life. So how have you made your money throughout your life? Well, so my my most recent sort of work over the last 10 years was working with people with disabilities. Yeah. So generally just taking them out for activities during the day. So that's been, yeah, a lot of fun. Rewarding. Yeah, like when you first start doing it, it can be quite nerve-wracking because you don't know what the person's going to be like. You don't know if you're going to be able to handle their, their different things with their personality and mm. different aspects of their disability, but eventually you become really comfortable. And then the more people you start working with, you can pretty much work with anybody. Mm. So you're still doing a little bit of that here in Nelson? Yeah, I'm just starting to get back into doing a little bit of that on the side. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So that was all over in Perth. So you've been over in Perth for the last sort of 10 years. Yeah, yeah. You? Moved over 2000 and, was it 2011. What was the move for? Well, so I'd moved, I was in Nelson. And yeah. Moved up to Auckland 2010, 2011. Had a bad relationship breakup and decided I'd go to America for a while. Yeah. So I went over there for three months, and then rather than moving back to New Zealand, I thought I'd give Australia a go. True. And why Perth? Well, Brisbane fell through. That was going to be the first place. Yeah. I messaged a family that I knew over there and said, oh, I'm looking at moving to Brisbane. Um, I hear that you might have a spare room. Can I move in? And I didn't hear back. <laughs> so I thought, oh, what am I going to do? My auntie and uncle live in Kalgoorlie over in Western Australia. Yeah. So I'll buy some flights and move in with them. And just as soon as I bought the flights, I got the email back from the people in Brisbane. Alex, we'd love you to move in. Oh, like, oh sorry, I've already bought flights to Western Australia. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Sliding doors, yeah, eh? Yeah, Imagine yeah. what a different life. Oh, absolutely. And is this when you did the disability work? In yeah, so I'd done a bit of disability work in Auckland for like yeah. a few months before I sort of headed out. Yeah. And then ended up uh, helping a family move house. And uh, I sat down with them for dinner and they said, oh, what did you do for work in New Zealand? To disability support work. And they said, oh, I'm a coordinator at a disability support service place. Come in tomorrow, you've got a job. Oh, true. And at that point, 
I, it was very low on money. I think I owed money to my credit card. Yeah. It was just really sort of stuck in Perth, I guess, not knowing too much what I was going to do. Yeah. And that was in that first week. I was like, oh, I've got a job. I didn't even have to look for it. So that took a lot of pressure off myself. So when you're under this financial pressure, was there ever a time where you thought, I need to stop doing this page? No, there's never been a time, well, more recently, I guess, where that would have been a reason. Yeah. I think I actually did take the page down for a couple of weeks once before, but that was sort of right in the beginning where I kind of felt bad because of maybe some of the things that I posted, like making fun of players or something like yeah, that. And, yeah. Oh, no, I just felt really bad. And I'm sure I like deleted the, well, pulled the page down for a little bit. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. So was that, I remember talking to Banksy at the start. So that was sort of part of it. Eh? He, he wanted to make sure that it wasn't a page where um, people were bagging players or, or you were sort yeah, of yeah. bagging players. So, um, and I think you've done that now. Like for a platform that's getting as many comments as yours does constantly, it's all pretty positive stuff, eh? Yeah, I guess, yeah, it's been over time as I guess myself, I've become more of a positive person. Yeah. Then I've learned to be more positive on social media and realizing all the good that you can do, yeah. do through it. And you've obviously got to know a lot of the players as well, personally. Um, you've just done a road trip around New Zealand. You've met heaps of players. So obviously that um, changes perspective a little bit as well. If someone has a bad game that you yeah, know yeah. personally, you're not going to go rinsing them out, are you? And that's sort of why I guess I'll try and stand up for a lot of players, yeah. even like players that I've never met before. And you yeah. see certain players, which I don't need to necessarily mention, but will get crap all the time on social media. Yeah. Just let's say because they played for the All Blacks for one game type yeah, thing and yeah. people don't think that they deserve that. So they're going to keep giving them crap for the rest of their career, which is totally unfair. Yeah, exactly. Cause they obviously haven't picked themselves in the All Blacks. So no, and no one's ever going to turn it down and say they're not really, <laughs> are they? Maybe Brad Thorne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. I think Liam Squire might have too. Yeah. 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 Last year, actually. I take that back, but. Um, so how was that road trip around New Zealand? Obviously coming back to New Zealand, um, getting to all the grassroots. I think you stayed at all your followers' houses and yeah, all that yeah. sort of stuff. So tell me a little bit about that road trip. So I guess, yeah, before I moved back to New Zealand, um, I was thinking about doing this move um, and then thought, oh, I should do a road trip when I get back. So I posted something up. Hey, if I come back to New Zealand and do a road trip, can I crash at your house? And had hundreds and hundreds of comments. Wow. And so, yeah, when I decided to move back, I thought, hang on, I'll go through some of those comments and figure out where I probably should go. <laughs> and uh, ended up, yeah, made it down to Dunedin twice and up to Auckland and stopped it for a few different places along the way. How did you decide whose house you stayed at? Oh, that's a good question. At first, I just tried to figure out the places that I might want to go first yeah. and sort of went from there. And occasionally, like, somebody would make a comment to their friend having a bit of a joke that I could come and stay. Yeah. But then when I messaged them, they're like, oh, crap. Oh, he does want to stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah you can stay. <laughs> so what was your favorite place to visit? Oh, my favorite place to visit? Um, I really enjoyed Dunedin. Oh, yeah. Like growing up as a Highlanders fan. Yeah. I'd only been to Dunedin once before, and that would have been maybe 2005, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when the All Blacks were playing the Springboks. and did a bit of a road trip oh, true. down there. Carisbrook. And it was the first time that they did their new haka. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Memorable. That was pretty exciting. And it hadn't been back since. Until the road trip. Until the road trip, yeah. And now I've been back twice since I've been in New Zealand. What other clubs did you enjoy that you obviously hadn't seen before? I went to quite a few clubs. Yeah. Um, is it a Pleasant Point? Oh, yeah. Down in, near Timaru. That was pretty cool. Everyone was just really welcoming. Yeah. I went mean, like Whangamata and Fidianga, um, down in Dunedin, Kaikarai. Yeah. Probably shouldn't get mentioning clubs in case I forget one. <laughs> but yeah, we went to some different clubs around the place. Yeah. Uh, like the Pirates women team, women's yeah. team down in 
Dunedin. That was pretty cool. Ended up playing a game of touch with them. Oh, sure. That was the only training that I went to where sort of got involved. And how'd you go? You still got it? Oh, I kicked the ball into a couple of their faces probably <laughs> like that. I don't know. <laughs> Just because you sort of, it was that, that touch game when the, when the ball ends up on the floor and you can kind of kick it oh, yeah. on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> So just kick it real hard. It's another thing, though. You're a big advocate for women's rugby and yeah, yeah. all the all the levels of the game at the moment, which is massive for the game, I guess, right down to the grassroots. Yeah, I guess I only sort of started getting into women's rugby in the last year or two. Yeah, um, uh, one of my friends, Jesse, um, and I were starting to put together like random teams, and we decided to put together some women's super rugby teams. Yeah, and it sort of all grew from that. When I started learning about who all the, a lot of these players were. I started getting a lot more interested in the, in the game itself, mm. in the game. And then, yeah, it sort of all grew from there and starting to talk to some of the different players through social media and yeah, sort of all grew from that. Is it go- how, how are we going to grow the women's game, you think? Well, Sky have done something great of deciding to show all the uh, Farah Palmer Cup games this year. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. So I was sort of thinking that of like, how could it grow? And it's really companies that sort of have to, to do things like with either sponsorship or television coverage. Mm. Um, which will hopefully get more people interested in the game and like money coming in, which will be yeah great for it. If fans keep start watching it, then that's when the sponsors and stuff will come. So yeah, yeah. being able to like what you're doing with your page is promoting some players, some athletes. People now know them, so then when they go and see them, they're like, oh, that's that girl who was on the Legend of Marty Banks. Yeah, yeah, page. yeah, that's right, right. So and, and even like when you've seen that that Chiefs Blues game, yeah. Just the quality of some of some of those players, just how like Hazel, Hazel Tubic. Yeah. And like she was goal kicking like amazingly. I don't think she missed a kick, or maybe she missed one, but she was like on fire. Yeah. And a lot of people would have just been so surprised at, at just the quality. Yeah. Do you reckon you'd compete at that level? No. No. <laughs> I get smashed by anybody, any level. <laughs> so what's the what's the plans? What's the plans for the Legend of Marty Banks page? I guess yeah, I'm going to keep doing what I'm what I'm doing, but I'm looking at selling maybe some some t-shirts. Oh, nice! I've got a little bit of a design to sort of organising it Very at cool. the moment. Hopefully, people will buy them. Mm. Merch is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My merch has gone real good, especially so. the the coffee. Maybe I should do some coffee. I don't know. Do you, do you know anybody that does coffee? <laughs> yeah, well, coffee's going good too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, maybe doing a bit of merch or um, maybe trying. Align myself with like a, a company that wants to sort of advertise through through my page, yeah, and, or whatever. But even if I never make money from it, I'm still enjoying what I'm what I'm doing. Yeah, but you you are trying to monetize it somehow. That, that'd be nice, yeah, um, because then it can give me some more time to put into the page and also with the uh, the travel aspect. Yeah, sort of getting around. So, what's in terms of travel? What sort of travel are you talking? Again, just going around the, the country, visiting oh, yeah. different clubs and different different players and. Um, it'd be good to start doing like profiles on on certain players, and yeah, um, I've got a good background in like portrait photography. Oh yeah, so I'm looking at doing some maybe like portrait shoots with with some players. Yeah, and kind of get, um, maybe get them to tell their story. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah. And rumor tells me that you might be even doing a little bit of work with the mighty Tasman Marco this year. Yeah, yeah. So um, as I've travelled the country, I bumped into a few of the the Marco and sort of letting them know that I'm. Going to be doing a bit of the social media work from them this year. So, yeah. yeah, it was good to see, like, Nanks up in uh, the mighty Hamilton. Yeah. And uh, Mitch Hunt down in Dunedin and stuff. And, sure. yeah, so it was good to just connect with them and let them know that I'm, they'll be seeing a bit more of me. So what, what are you going to bring to the Tasmarco social media team? Are you going to just completely just 
take over and dominate it for them, are you? I'll, I'll do my best, but um, yeah. I want to try and yeah, maybe try and get a lot of the players themselves involved in the in the social media. So yeah. rather than me necessarily interviewing people, I could get them or even like some some club rugby players around Nelson to kind of get involved as well. Yeah, which would be nice. Any club players in, in mind? I know you've got oh. a few good contacts around well, the club scene. That's a good question. Maybe uh, David Eagle stuff. We'll see what he's up to. Second chance, Charlie, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I started to watch a little bit of his. His episodes back when they were like the five minute ones. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd never seen them before, no, but I we're good mates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how was it? Was it good? Oh, it's not. It's not too bad. It's interesting that they only were like five minute ones, and now they've turned it into a full full show for the second season. Full half hour, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, true. Oh, Dave, Dave's gay. He'll be gutted. Yeah, yeah. He would have loved some more screen time. <laughs> He's a good man. He's a good man. He's a great man. Nelson Rugby Football Club again, of course. So. Any other plans? Like, what's what's the dream for you? What would be the if you said, "What's the legend of Marty Banks doing in ten years?" Ten years, I guess. Um, it really depends where social media is going to be. Yeah, like, is Facebook still going to be a thing in ten years' time? Mm. We always thought MySpace would continue going, <laughs> but it's not. Um, it's just yeah, just finding new things, I guess. Yeah, and potentially, like, if I can be doing that as like a full time type thing, yeah, that, that'd be great. Or maybe it will. Flow into some something else, yeah. Maybe like a photography career in sports, yeah. Um, not so much like the live sport, but more like the portrait stuff. I like taking my time with with things, yeah. Um, maybe it could be even like working with a radio station or TV show, yeah. or Whatever I don't know. Oh, See what happens. Endless opportunities. Yeah, you know. It. Anyway, we've gone to the Instagram for some questions, and this is where people have come up with plenty. Obviously, you're a well known bloke. Many many people wanted you on this podcast so it's great to have you on okay first question if you got to have dinner with three current new zealand rugby players who and why i guess marty banks because i haven't really spent any any yeah. time with him we get that'd be a good candle lit one mm, maybe liam squire oh yeah i'd like to know a bit about hunting people don't say that i'm a very manly man so maybe <laughs> he could teach me a, a few things about hunting have you been hunting or not never no no, no. Oh, true uh, people used to joke that I should go along to like a, a course about learning how to become a man, but <laughs> <laughs> learn about hunting and fishing and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. um, maybe, uh, I've met, can I go for another two? Maybe? Okay, we, we can make we can do that because Banksy can be a solo one, and the he other, can, yeah, the yeah. other ones are three. I'd say two guys that I met before that were really friendly: uh, Hugh Renton oh, and yeah. Josh Mackay. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've always, some good chat. You've been pushing both of those on your. Both I have been, I have been. Page. Well, haven't you? But a couple of absolute lads. That's good stuff. Okay. Your three favourite international overseas players? Um, Probably, who would have it been? Chris Latham? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they look alike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he was um well, a fullback, but I think he, he only started playing quite late in oh, like, high school. He was a soccer player. Oh, true. I think. Might have even been a goalkeeper. Oh yeah. Um, who else did I like? Um, not George Gregan. <laughs> <laughs> I always just think of that, that Jeff Wilson try that wasn't a try because he didn't. He dropped the ball. Uh, another overseas player would be the Honey Badger. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Just not even so much for his like playing, just for his off-field stuff. Yeah. And, Ended up actually becoming friends with his brother. Oh, true. His brother randomly added me on, on Facebook, of all things. <laughs> this was yet, like, even probably before I'd done the, the Marty Banks page. Oh, yeah. 
So I think I must have commented on the Western Force page and then ended up getting a random request from some guy with the last name Cummins. And turned out it was his brother. <laughs> one more. You one, one more. One more. They're really testing you with the threes oh, here. Oh, they are. Um, who should we go for? Is it Francois Stein? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You like big your big kicker. kickers, I eh? do. Yeah. I do like my big kickers. Cool. Okay, look, another one. Top three prospects coming through New Zealand rugby. Fabian Holland. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, he's, a, he's a locked down with the Highlanders under 20s. Yeah. Maybe Nathan Hasty. Yeah. Highlanders halfback Catherine as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe a third one, Macca Springer. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, from the Crusaders under 20s. Yeah, a couple of real good shouts there. A few future All Blacks. Okay, who is your favorite club rugby player? Well, somebody that's playing a little bit of club rugby this year, uh, James Lash. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's been, uh, I don't know, how old would he be? 30? Yeah. Around about that, but yep. still playing for the Colts, doing a bit of coaching. <laughs> is, he, <laughs> yeah. is he playing for the Colts? He is, yeah. <laughs> He's their coach, but he just fills in from time to time. But He still looks good to see him. He does. <laughs> Speaking of Lash, he's sent in a question. Who is the best 10 to have played for Buller? Marty Banks. <laughs> Has to be, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Maybe James in, in second. We'll have to go with Marty. James never played super rugby. No, yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, we got this one a few times. Relationship status. Few few birds are asking about you, as you could imagine. Single. Are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. true. 33 and single. Oh. <laughs> My parents need some grandchildren, by the way. <laughs> so you're straight into it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that might turn them off, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Send them a message. Okay. This one. Do you often wear women's jeans? I used to. <laughs> Again, that was through my time in the in the music industry, spending some time with some bands in the States. And I said, oh, those are pretty cool jeans. And they said, oh, they're actually women's jeans. <laughs> so you bought them anyway. So I did. Ended up going to Buddy JJ's, and I think I might have bought some women's jeans. from. But I haven't done that for a while. I said, I wear men's jeans, but they're, they're tight. But I can definitely remember walking near mcdonald's and nelson late one night and somebody ran down their windows and they shouted out are you wearing your sister's jeans <laughs> that was like 10 years ago at least more than 10 years ago yeah, yeah you were but, and i was yeah yeah <laughs> oh that's good stuff <laughs> okay how many rugby jerseys do you own 20 to 30 maybe oh yeah yeah, yeah. favorite favorite jersey um Probably the Marco Championship jersey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I've been given a few good ones along the way. Mm. Some that I haven't posted about yet. Oh, true. Yeah, managed to pick up a North Otago one. Did you? Yeah, yep. So be supporting them for the Ranfurly Shield up against Hawke's Bay, (laughs) (laughs) up the mighty North Otago. (laughs) Well, that would be an upset. Jeez. Yeah, what happens then? I guess they play for it down in Div 2, don't they? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Another year that the Marco don't get a Shield challenge. The tenth in a row, unbelievable. Okay, how long until you're the CEO of the Marco? Oh, maybe fifteen years, twenty years. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> would you like to do that? Is that would that be a cool job for you? It CEO? would be, but I'd, I'd probably have to learn some business sort of things. Mm. That's the other thing I've, I've thought of doing is since I've got a little bit of time, maybe I should actually study something, even if it's just from home. Yeah, maybe some sort of business, yeah. business related thing for the ultimate job of a CEO, Mar- right? Marco CEO. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's the dream. Okay. How did you get into rugby originally? Yeah, my dad, I guess. Yeah. 
I guess my, my earliest rugby memory was probably waking up in the middle of the night for the uh, World Cup final when the All Blacks lost to the Springboks. And uh, sort of, yeah, just through that. And then a few years later would have been 1998. Yeah. Um, Caltex put out these super rugby books where you got to collect all the stickers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, that's sort of where I started learning all these players and sort of becoming quite excited about about rugby and it all sort of flowed from there. That's cool. Learning yeah. all the players from all the different teams, not just the Highlanders. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and then getting all their autographs, you got to take those books around. And yeah. Even like years later, like 10 years later, 15 years later, meeting like um, a Ronnie Clark. Yeah. And being like, oh, bro, I've got this book I've brought along. Can you, can you sign it for me? Yeah, yeah. Right. We need to recreate that somehow for – the, the kids these days, eh, to somehow get that love for the game. like Absolutely, like yeah, yeah. Unreal. Best corporate box view in New Zealand. Steve? Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably at, at the uh, the Chiefs game against the Crusaders when the when the Chiefs won. Definitely that one. That was great. It was behind behind the posts. Yeah. But amazing view. You were so close to the, the try line. Yeah. Like, just looking over. Oh. Met a few people in that corporate box, actually. Steve, yeah. in particular. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Steve. Okay, what is the best post that you've ever done? Most memorable post. This is an interesting one. Most memorable post. Um, probably the one that I did of David Havili. Oh, yeah. So I'd seen a photo of him a while before with, with Jeff Wilson when he was a kid. Yeah. And then, um, then I saw him being interviewed by Jeff Wilson and just something clicked in my mind. Oh, I've got to screenshot this and put it with that photo, and I'm sure it will do well. And I think I got like ten thousand likes. Holy! Yeah, it was like one of my most liked posts, but it, it was very memorable. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Oh, that's good stuff. Okay, what has been the reason for your recent success? Maybe it's just because I've tried to become more positive. Yeah, and sort of, yeah, sort of been, yeah, sort of growing from that. I guess, yeah. Mm. Because people don't like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, piss no one off, yeah. eh? How do you deal with a phone addiction? That's a good one. Yeah, that's a very good one. And I, I don't know. I, I need still got it. To, I still have <laughs> it. I'm probably on my phone eight hours a day maybe. Is that your – like you obviously got your screen time. Is yeah, it yeah. eight hours, is it? can it? be, yeah. Wow, that's huge. Sort of wake up in the morning looking at my phone and having to check up on all the news. And Yeah. I don't know. I just have to be very engaged with what I'm doing. People sending me messages all the time. And yeah. So they have to be – Doing stuff, but true. I need to break that addiction. I need yeah. to kind of figure out how I can lower those hours, but still put out the same content. Yeah, yeah. Eight hours is massive. So you you wouldn't be watching much TV, obviously, or anything like that. It's just phone and yeah, a lot of phone stuff. Trying to yeah. create content, find news. Absolutely. Wow, yeah, that's pretty impressive. But it's yeah, it's sort of learning as well to figure out what content people want. Yeah, like people would send stuff through all the time to the page, but um, sometimes like. I think, yeah, it can be funny or whatever, but then I have to try and think to my whole audience, are they sort of going to engage yeah. engage with it? So sort of over time you start learning what people will appreciate and sort yeah. of be interested in and want to share and stuff yeah. like that. But you you pretty much don't really limit your, the amount of posts, do you? Because you're sort of like 10, up to 10 posts a It day, can be, and yeah. sometimes I realise like I've posted way too much. I might have posted like four posts in an hour yeah. and think, oh, hang on. <laughs> like I've got this really good piece of content that I want to post, but I I can't because I've sort of already gone overboard. <laughs> yeah. And do you find there's any sort of content in particular that always just takes off? Because I mean, looking through your page, often you've got 200 plus comments on any sort of thoughts on the game or things like that. Is 
Is it just a go-to that you know that's going to always produce? Yeah, it's just again, just asking people's thoughts on different different things. I'm yeah. I hardly ever put put out even my own thoughts. Yeah, I'm just asking people, what are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People want to share. They do. So it's like it- talkback radio back in the day <laughs> when people would call up, and I'm just the, the host that listens. Yeah. Do you do that deliberately? Not share your opinion? Not necessarily. Sometimes I don't even have my own opinion because, I, like, I love rugby, but I don't necessarily understand the game super well. Yeah. And so I don't want to make a fool of myself saying something when it's not true. Yeah. And I know on your page, you're the page is under as a yeah, comedian, yeah, yeah, isn't it? So, um, have you always been funny, or how did you how did you learn to become funny? I guess I was always the, the sort of person that would make fun of people. Yeah. Like my sisters or yeah. or, or some of my friends. The schoolyard bully. Yeah, pretty much, but. I wasn't popular though. <laughs> Definitely not popular. But um, no, I sort of, I guess that's when I started the page and I was thought that's where I was making fun of people yeah. and stuff like having a bit of a laugh or whatever, because I thought it was funny and I thought other people would have a laugh. Yeah. And sort of, as, as I've got older, I've realized, hang on, you probably shouldn't really make fun of people that much. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to be made fun of myself. Yeah. yeah. Let's keep it positive. Keep it positive. But yeah, I've always, I've always liked having a bit of a laugh and I've always thought I was somewhat funny, but yeah. Not funny enough to be a comedian like Guy Williams. <laughs> would you ever? Would you try it? Would you try stand-up nah, comedy? I don't have enough confidence. Yeah, but yeah, Guy Williams was the same same year as me, and oh, it was okay. kind of interesting thinking. Like in high school, he wasn't very popular. I never knew him as being somebody that was funny. Yeah, he probably was, but now he's known as one of New Zealand's like biggest comedians. Yeah, he'd actually be quite good to get on here. I think. Yeah. He was- like you said, I remember him being a sort of basketball player. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he played Wellington Saints. Oh, did he? Or, yeah, something like that, yeah. Oh, true. Okay, last question. One piece of advice for a young person coming through. Coming through in the social media game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought the so, Someone who wants to create content. Keep at it. Yeah. Like some people will start up a page and whatever, and then it sort of disappears after six months, but you just got to kind of put in the effort Um Reach out to people, be positive. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, really. Would you recommend it to someone? Is it, or like, would you say to someone creating a page is a cool career? Yeah, I guess, as I was saying before, like, when, as, a, as a kid, I loved listening to the radio and mm. sports radio. I would listen to it all night. And then Facebook basically has become the new radio. Yeah. And so it's sort of kids might have dreams of having their own Facebook page now one day. Yeah. Um, I'd say, yeah, if it's something that you really want to do, go for it. And you're the hero. Well, to some people, to some people. It's cool, <laughs> It's very crazy. It, it is very crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, and it's been cool, um, as we were talking about before, like traveling the country and, like, meeting different players that I've sort of, like, watched and thought, man, these guys are awesome. And then you meet them in person and they're just so, like, down to earth as well. And yeah. Just, yeah, crazy. Well, I guess you, you can have a positive effect on guys' careers now by – posting things on their page you've got the you've got a huge audience that's gonna listen to whatever you're posting so um you, you do have a bit of power in that space now yeah it's a, it's a power yeah that i've got to use for for good and, mm. and not for bad so yeah try and pump up players and um just do the best help help them along with their career if i can in, in any sort of way mm. yeah oh mate you're a good man and absolute lad so really appreciate you coming on the podcast love what you've been doing in the space i mean people often talk about rugby is slowly dying and uh, we need as many people like you sharing the good part of rugby that we can i think what you do with your page is awesome so it's been cool to hear how it all went down and really appreciate you coming on the podcast i appreciate you having me on it's been good to meet a famous former hurricane (laughs) (laughs) what a lad 